0: Hey everybody, welcome to The Afterword, I'm Dave Tish. Hey, have you ever done something just to get attention? You ever done something just because you thought it might make you look good in front of other people? You ever done something or felt pressured to do something because of what other people thought? If you have, as a lifelong attention seeker and a recovering attention addict, I, Dave Tish, know exactly what that's like and how much of a hamster wheel that is just to, to do things just to garner the approval of other people. And Jesus in Matthew 6 deals with exactly this. He talks about how we can be free. He invites us to be free from the need to perform and invites us into a different sort of posture, especially when it comes to religious activities like prayer and fasting and doing good work. So we're going to dive into that. I'm here with Jay Kim, my buddy who is back from vacation it's been a while so we're so excited to have him back in the podcast studio so we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about Jesus's incredible invitation for us to be free from that performative side so that we can be truly known and truly seen so with that let's just dive right in All right. You ready? Ready. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Afterword here back in the studio after a several week hiatus. Yes. Jay Kim. I'm back. You are back. Hey, I want- can I ask you a question? Yes. How was vacation this time? Because I know vacations can be recharging. It's a bit like a uh, like a rest, like a Sabbath.
1: This one was great.
0: Yeah. So I, what what happened in you? Uh, like, did you feel something happened in you, like that's been different in years past? I'm just wondering, like, because I think it's really important for people to Sabbath in general to get away from work, to yeah. rest, to yeah. rest. And yeah. I wonder if you have any new insight now that because you had a new role this year, it, mm-hmm. it's been a crazy year, mm-hmm. a lot of stress, a lot of lot of things. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was wondering, just thoughts and reflections on vacation.
1: Well, it was a great vacation. Enjoyed three weeks with my family, Jenny and the, and the kids. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I had a, any great revelation as to how we made it a great vacation. I just think it was like God's grace or something. Um, we had stuff planned for all three of the weeks. They were very different things. Yes. And so, uh, that was really, I think that made it really fun, really fun for the kids for sure. they had a, a blast. um, And, yeah, you know, having it all planned out, kind of where we were going to go, not not in super detail, but at least where we were going to be and what we were going to do generally gave us something to look forward to. And weirdly, I think maybe like the last, I mean, it's been a wild uh, 2022, but the last, you know, several weeks before I went on vacation were really, really intense. Yeah here uh with some things i was working on and trying to navigate us through they were so intense that i had to schedule a bunch of things and like be in a lot of meetings and they were they were scheduled all the way up back, to back to back to back to back to back my very last day in the office uh, which was like this friday night meeting i had and then i had saturday off and then sunday there was sunday and i baptized people and did discover Westgate, which is a chance to meet new people in our church and literally out of discover Westgate, got my car and went on vacation. <laughs> and in a weird way that really helped. Cause I, I, I was just like, it was such an intense run. And then I had this incredible Sunday baptism and meeting new folks. I was like on this high,
0: the spiritual. High. And then I was able to go to yeah.
1: vacation. So uh, it worked out nicely. Cause huh. like my body and my mind were they were very ready to rest, but I was also able to leave with this beautiful reminder from
0: God that like, He's what, doing what you're good doing. things. Yeah, why you're doing what you're and doing?
1: So yeah. yeah, it was just a confluence of like the right stuff that made for a great vacation.
0: It feels like in the Bay Area, the uh, the the culture of overwork, yeah, or nonstop work or productivity as a god. It feels like maybe these kinds of rests. Sabbaths, vacations, whatever you want to call it, might actually be more important than they are in other places. Yeah,
1: I don't know if they're more important. I think they're important in very unique, okay, and specific ways. You know, um, everybody needs Sabbath, and I think in some ways everybody everybody neglects Sabbath. Ooh, that's good. You know, uh, like the kid, you know, the twenty eight year old who lives in mom's basement playing xbox all day they're not sabbathing that's like something else laziness leisure so they need sabbath too yeah but we need it in a in a unique way and i think it's dangerous here because it's easy to for for christians it's easy to over spiritualize because you should spiritualize your work but it's also easy to over spiritualize your work to the point that i think it becomes it goes from being a good godly endeavor to just being a god, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's kind of a thin line between the two. And I think one of the ways we cross that line is just failing to Sabbath well.
0: Yeah. We also never got a chance to celebrate the Warriors' victory together.
1: Yes. Four titles in eight years, everybody. What a run. Steph Curry, top top ten. All-time NBA four? Player. Did you watch Game 4? I four? watched
0: every game, man. Game 4 was astonishing. Oh. What a game. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. Well, so glad to have you back. We are in uh, Matthew. Yes. And uh, bef- before, this is actually the last week, the last message in Season 2 of Matthew. Yes. Yeah. Which, what we're calling Season 2. Yes. Season 3, we're actually pulling out the Lord's Prayer and spending a few weeks, five yeah. weeks going through that. Yes. Um, just really making sure that we touch on the seminal, important nature of how robust that is, yeah. and how much Jesus says in that. So that's going to be season three. Season two ends with this passage, which is interesting because it's um, it's a little bit like the same note hit three different times, three different ways. Yeah. Um, it starts off in Matthew six mm-hmm. about giving to the poor, giving alms to the poor. It says, Jesus says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others. Mm. He's talking about giving to the needy. Yeah. Um, To be seen by them, if you do, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Yes. He then goes to prayer and says something very similar. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to fasting and then says something similar as well. So um, just uh, <laughs> he's saying the same thing there, which is about yeah. about don't do this in public. To be seen. Right. And he uses this word seen. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting Greek word. Yes. that's It's intentional. And then he says, but your father will see. And he uses a different Greek word, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Uh,
1: he okay. uses three different Greek words throughout the passage. Interesting. Two of them in the context to highlight this sort of phar- pharisaical sh- show off. You know, showmanship. Almost performative. I want to be seen by others. Yes. And then one to describe the way the father sees us. Yeah.
0: Right. So how would you describe that? Because that's a little bit of, I I like the nerding out, but sometimes it's (laughs) lost in English translation, right? Yeah.
1: Well, one of the words is theathenai in Greek, and it should sound kind of familiar because it has the same root word from which we get the word theater.
0: Ah, performance. So it's a
1: performative, like to be seen. As you see, uh, uh, and, an artist or an or actor, a, an actor perform yeah. a play, and then the uh, the other word is actually um, from uh, a root word that means light, or specifically to shine a light, as in a spotlight. So they're both theatrical words. The fir- the first two, yeah, you know, uh, the two two ways that it, the, or the Greek words he uses that's translated scene. And those are used essentially negatively, like where he says, don't pray uh, or, or don't give to the needy and um, don't pray to be theatrical, to perform. Don't fast, you know, and pray and give to the needy to shine a spotlight on yourself. That's essentially what he's saying. But then you were mentioning this the way he, the word he uses to describe the father seeing us because yeah, the, he then says yeah. like you don't have to do that you don't have to perform you don't have to put on a show because who cares if anyone sees your good work who cares if anyone sees you know your piety or your spirituality god sees but that word god sees the father sees it's a different type of seeing
0: yeah it's the word bepto Um, which is he uses it a couple other times, Jesus does. It's like that uh, the verse where he says, you have eyes, but you don't see. Yes. It's this idea of truly seeing, a a deeper seeing, um, understanding and seeing. Yeah. That kind of feel.
1: Yeah, which is really profound because, you know, when I watch a movie and there's Tom Cruise on the screen and he's playing Maverick, (laughs) you know, I suspend belief for a little bit. And I I choose to believe that this man is a fighter pilot. An American hero. Sure. Who's gonna save us from yeah. the enemy, you know? When in reality Tom Cruise is five foot four <laughs> And, uh, not a fighter pilot. Though he can he p-
0: can fly planes. He did learn.
1: Yes. No, he's an adventurous <laughs> man. But, well, a better example would be I watch the Avengers movies sure. and I watch Robert Downey Jr. And I think to myself, there's Iron Man. He can fly. It doesn't matter what. Even <laughs> aliens that come to attack, this man will rescue us.
0: Or, more recently, Jurassic Park, Chris, Chris yes. Pratt can tame velociraptors. When the, when
1: the dinosaurs come, <laughs> Chris will, Pratt will tame them. Right. And I'm sure Chris Pratt is a
0: great guy. But he I'm pretty w- sure he can't tame velociraptors. <laughs> right.
1: I'm pretty sure. So, but I choose to suspend belief because it, that's the fun of it. You sure. Know? And um, you're
0: saying we're not really seeing Chris Pratt.
1: Not at all. I don't know anything about Chris Pratt. Right. You it's, know, a know it's a theatrical spotlight. Yes. Yeah. And so often, you know, I mean, this is going deeper than I think what the text intends necessarily. But yeah. Um, Like, man, we, we live life so like unknown and in isolation and, and, and lonely, you know, because we're constantly putting on a performance and no one, like we're not, we are not allowing someone to really truly see us. And I think the text is telling us like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to perform for people. You don't have to, you know, sort of guard and protect and uphold the sort of image you're trying to put out there and project to the world. God sees, good or bad, he he sees the real you, he knows the real you, and then the real gift is, it's not in this text, but it's clear throughout the scriptures, like, God sees all of that, all the junk, all the mess, and he loves you anyways, you know, while we were still sinners. Yeah. He sends his son to die for us.
0: Well, it is in this text. He says, your father will see and he'll reward you. Yes. So there is a sense in which Jesus is saying, this is, you got to reframe this. Yeah. Now, you recently wrote a book, Analog Christian, which is a follow-up to Analog Church. Yes. Uh, it's not out yet. End of July. End of July. I Any, have not Anywhere books are sold. I have, com, I have not Christian received book. my com. advanced reader copy, just so we're <laughs> no, clear. No, I'm going to hand you a Okay, just so we're clear, copy, I have <laughs> not received. So I have not read it, but I know from conversations with you, one of the things you talk about is just the way that social media has uh, infiltrated our culture. Yeah. and one of the ways of course is performative. yes um, Instagram every a lot a lot is to be seen. yeah. how do you map now what's weird about that is sometimes I, I kind of think about this. I like hardly anybody that I know actually throws a parade for themselves when they give to the poor. like this right performative religious expression is not really common in the Bay Area that I've seen. It may be other parts of the world, maybe different cultures, maybe different time periods, but not so much mine. But the performance, the idea of doing something in order to be seen either as virtuous or good now that's all over the place. Yeah. So, how, how, when you're even writing the book or when you think about it, is the fact that we're on Instagram, the fact that we have carefully curated lives that are, um, do you think that that also is? Um, maybe not part of this text, but touched on by this text.
1: Yeah, I think this text can at least inform our thinking when it comes to those things. Yeah, and that's totally true. I think most people can relate to that. You know, the the sort of social media age has made, yeah, actors and, and performers of us all, you know, in, in some way. We, we try and project a particular version of ourselves to the world for whatever reason. Uh, and I, I feel tempted to
0: do that oh, for whatever well. reason. We know what the reason is so that we can feel okay. So that people will like us. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm sure. And, and what's interesting about that is it's, it's all rooted in the same sort of deep longing that every human has, you know, yeah. which is to belong and to be known
0: to seen and be, to be seen, yeah, you know, to but seen, to be seen
1: in a real way, in not to Bepto be seen, way, in, not in a theatrical way. Yeah, not exactly. Not to be seen like out on the town, and have paparazzi take photos of us, but to like really be seen, you know, to really, really be seen for who we are. And, uh, yeah, I think just being mindful of that is really important. You know, during this vacation I deleted email and I deleted all social media from my phone for the first two weeks. And
0: so all you had on it was like angry birds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, I was just using Google Maps to get places and stuff, <laughs> and
0: Spotify you know? to listen to music. Yeah, exactly,
1: and uh, it was really wonderful. It was really great. It was, in a weird way. It was like really hard to come back to email and social media. You know, um, yeah, it was. It was really great, and I, I think I think that it's a very small way, but it's one of the ways that we can start sort of detaching and untethering ourselves from this really unhealthy. Uh, propensity to perform through our life
0: yeah one of the things I'm speaking at the youth camp yeah um which is for our high school and junior high students and I'm talking with this through the messages with all the youth folks right yeah. and they're giving me feedback and their feedback was like hey maybe try better do better <laughs> it's like the first two meetings have been yeah yeah, yeah you need to do way better than that if, if we're gonna have you here so I was like oh all right well back to the drawing board." But one of the things that's interesting is like the idea of identity with young people. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm talking to my kids and there's this sense that it's like the way you find identity in the modern world is to create a persona, put it out there on social media. And if you get enough likes and you get famous, then you've done it well. Right. And that, (laughs) think about how much pressure that, now we had it too, when we were growing up, there was popularity. There were kids that were popular, Yeah, but it wasn't like, you know, systematically added. I mean, it wasn't numerically provable. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's right. like now popularity is numerically provable. Yeah. Every day it's refreshed. Mm-hmm. And that pressure to create a person who is famous because of the way that you perform on social media or what you do, what you say, how you look, all that kind of stuff. Man, that's got to, that wrecks havoc, I think, on young people. Yes. Um, In their sense of like, how do I get my identity? Where do I go to get my identity? Right. And I think, in some ways, this this text, I think it's beautiful. It's an invitation to authenticity. Mm-hmm. Go what what in the prayer part, Jesus says, go into your um, uh, into your private room, close the door. Yeah, he's basically saying it's okay to be anonymous. Yeah, in front of God, to be authentically you. I remember I'm reminded of that C.S. Lewis quote: uh, "The prayer before all prayers, may it be the real I who speaks." and may be the real you to whom I speak. Yeah. Right, that idea. That's an invitation to be authentically yourself. So prayer is not a place to be uh, performing. Right. It's not a place to clean yourself up and yeah. present some sense to to God of what he, you think he might want, but rather to be authentic. Yeah. And um, I'm reminded of an interview I once saw years and years and years ago with Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. And they asked him, like, how often do you pray? He goes, oh, I try to pray, like, all the time. I try to be in a constant state of prayer. And they're like, well, did you pray this morning? And he's like, yes, I did. Mm. And then the interviewer, some, you know, ABC or CBS News says, well, what would you pray about? And Billy Graham goes, oh, I could never share that. Mm. I was, I was like... I was shocked. I thought for yeah. sure he would say, "Well, I prayed for the following six things." Or the, he he was <laughs> basically was saying is that's that's super private. Yeah, I'm not sharing that. That right. that's between me and God. And that's and that was a. Fr- I think that that's what this is. Yeah, I think that that's what um, you know, right. Jesus's invitation is. Yeah,
1: it's you know? so cool on ABC Television or something you know, like. He that. Could have had a chance to sort of like prop up his own spirituality yeah i just
0: prayed that god would enlarge my already massive ministry (laughs) he could have said that or you know that that god would continue to keep me incredibly awesome (laughs) but you know he's like i'm not sharing i'm not sharing that yeah
1: it's very relational
0: isn't that interesting i think that's fascinating anyway um let's talk about fasting for a second it's uh that's got that's a that's a word a lot of people don't even understand. Right. Um. It's not really something we talk about a whole lot.
1: Not much. Yeah. You wanna
0: you wanna talk a little bit about fasting and how people should understand it in relation to poor, uh, so giving to the poor and prayer because yeah. they're linked. These three are linked. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, historically, contextually, the way they're they're linked, talked about it a little bit on Sunday, but you know these three practices giving to the poor or alms giving as it's translated in the King James, yes. I think. Um, and then praying and fasting. These were three primary practices born out of the Jewish synagogue at the time of Jesus and long before Jesus and actually long after Jesus too. And uh, you know um, it, it was a way in which the Jewish people would do righteousness or as it's translated, practice practice their righteousness, like physical embodiments, practices every day. You know, we talk about practices here, spiritual practices. So it's actually quite similar. So Jewish people at the time would all gather at the local synagogue. They would hear the scripture read. They would worship, pray. And then the way they would do or practice spirituality or practice righteousness was to give to the needy and to pray regularly and to fast. And I think, especially here at Westgate, we're very familiar with the first two. Now, whether we participate well in them or not varies, you know, and it depends on who we are, but, uh, giving to the needy, um, local, global compassion, you know, loud offerings, uh, advent conspiracy, raising money to build wells around the world to provide clean drinking water, giving to the needy locally and globally, we're familiar with that. So it wasn't that different, um, and then prayer—we're familiar, whether we do it a lot or do it regularly or whatever—is a different story. But we're very familiar with prayer. Uh, but fasting is—you know—I don't—I don't know that there's a whole lot of us who fast. But fasting, in some ways, it's like quite simple. It's just—you um, know—it's a harsh word, but like it's depriving your body of food uh, for the intent and purpose of prayerfully deepening or becoming more deeply aware of the intrinsic deep hunger that the human soul has for God and that our deepest satisfaction is in God and God alone. And then there's all sorts of other things that happen too. You know, it's a way in which we discipline our bodies to recognize, again, that uh, our deepest satisfaction is is found in God. And um, it's the exercise of the will, you know, in order to uh, sort of, you know, Make sure that our bodies don't control us, but the spirit of God controls us and, and leads and guides us. So, um, yeah, that's fasting. And specifically, biblically speaking, it's interesting. You know, when we get to Lent every year, yes, and we fast. You know, for Lent, uh, and people will they use the word fast, and they'll say, "I'm fasting from social, social media yeah. or TV." Yeah, and that's great, and that's true. You know, a better word for that would be abstaining. You know, abstinence. Um, because fasting, biblically speaking, is very specific to food. And, you know, I know that uh, there, there are people physically, like w- with particular physical conditions who for whom, like fasting from food would actually be really dangerous, you know, so they shouldn't do it. But most of us can do this, you know, most of us. And I would actually encourage it. Uh, we haven't talked about it much publicly, but our staff, you, I, 50 something other people who yeah. all of our elders here at Westgate uh since February we've all been fasting one meal a week every single one of us monday to thursday everyone's picked one meal a week to fast and to spend that time in prayer and to ask god to deepen our own personal hunger for him and the church's hunger for him the the city's hunger for him you know and um and for renewal so uh, for, for me personally, and I think for our staff too, it's been you know prof- profound uh, in a lot of ways.
0: It's difficult. No, for it's not me, easy. yeah, <laughs> it's not easy. Uh, I, I realized how much, how quickly I give in to the the hunger. I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. I got to eat right now. Yeah, if I feel a hunger pang, that's the worst possible thing <laughs> in the whole world, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's that's hard. Yeah, that's a hard thing to um get into that rhythm. Um, that was a hard thing to learn. Um, I guess I just talked about how I fast. So I violated this very scripture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but the whole point is it's an invitation from God to do it privately. Yeah. And to, um, be, do that with him, you know, to, yeah. to, to, to do that with him. I just say, I say that cause we don't talk about fasting a whole lot, you know, um, mostly because, um, uh, we're sponsored here by Chick-fil-A and Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, the other corporate sponsors—that'd
0: uh, be amazing. Um, okay, um, other thoughts. Jesus is talking about um, don't be performative. Yeah, um, he's talking about your 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 father in heaven will see you and he'll reward you. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the how you make sense of that. Your father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. It, um, what what do you think Jesus is trying to get us to see here? Because it isn't. It's like uh, that old thing. Nobody does anything out of um, love they do everything out of self-interest. So is this Jesus appealing to some higher self-interest or is there something deeper going on here?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, in some ways, the fact that you are seen is the reward. Yeah. By like God himself, uh, yeah. the one who
0: made you, created you, the highest king.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then beyond that, you know, there's obviously a lot that's been uh, written and taught over the years about, you know, our reward in heaven and, Am I going to get a literal crown and have a literal mansion and, you know, whatever? I just, uh, I read this article this morning about this house called the uh, the One House in Bel Air. It's the most expensive house that's ever been on market. It was selling for 500 million dollars oh my goodness at least on open normal
0: market 500 yeah. million the dollars. house
1: living space the living space
0: how many square feet ele- uh a hun- i'm sorry not 11
1: 110 000 square feet that's astonishing there are six swimming pools in this house <laughs> six <laughs> who lived in it before do we I know no know. it didn't say but it's on the market right now you can you go you want to go halfsies yeah <laughs>
0: We could probably live in it. Two fifty mil each. I think so. Let's go. You, you want to go? That'd be incredible. Well, it'd be tough because then we'd, we'd have to fly in every day on our private choppers to work <laughs> at Westgate. But I'm I'm down if you're down. You talk to Jenny. <laughs>
1: okay, we'll, we'll... Do. So, anyways, I don't know how I got to that. We were talking about rewards and
0: the uh, one mansion, so yeah. mansion in heaven.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. So you know, when I was growing up, I I literally thought that's how it worked. It's like, man, I, I'm I have to be a good Christian boy. And then when I go to heaven, I'm just going to have a giant mansion up there and that's my reward, you know, but, uh, the Bible uses that kind of language as imagery to describe this sort of reward, you know, that we receive. It it doesn't seem, uh, the Bible doesn't seem all that interested in giving us any details about like what a reward from God, God, looks like. So one of the things I think we can say safely is life in him and his presence And the fact that the father sees us is a part of the reward. You know, I mean, I think it just doesn't feel that way because we take very lightly what that really means. Like literally the God of the universe who made all things sees you, you know? Yeah. I remember when I first met Jenny, it was like, all I wanted to do was to have her see me, you know? And, uh, and I was like trying my best to get her attention without being weird. And so I, you know, and that's like a flawed human being, you know, like the God of the universe sees you, knows you, knows every hair on your head. So that in and of itself is a reward. And he wants to spend all of eternity with you. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. So
0: I get taste of this with my teenagers. Yeah. Um, my daughter just had a dance recital. So she's been working for months and months on this stuff. Right. So she has this dance recital and we're there her grandparents are there, but her mom and dad and there and her brother, we're all just sitting there. We have flowers for her. Yeah. And just seeing, watching her dance. And then afterwards, it's just like, Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. This is amazing. And you could just watch her beam Yeah, because that's really what she wanted. She, like she did all this work, but she wanted to show us, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. we got went out to eat afterwards and then my son, he'll come home from uh, like work, or her come home from from his day, and the first thing, dad, 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 and I used to get kind of annoyed. I'm like, my goodness, it's eleven o'clock at night, son. Yeah. You're like, why? Ju-? But I realize he he really wants to share his day. Yeah. And he wants me to listen to be to care, and so I have to like drink some tea and <laughs> and drink some coffee at yeah. eight nine thirty at night just to make sure I have enough energy to, because yeah. I mean it's the delighting in the relationship is the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. That's and right. I think that you know CS Lewis talks about this. It's not pride to you know like I'm, when the father says I'm proud of you. That's not stoking pride. That's the proper relationship. That's the way it should work. Yeah. So it's not it's not dirty, it's not weird it's 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 not stirring up bad emotions it's it's actually what we're made for right like are you proud of me yes i am i'm proud of you i'm proud of your hard work i'm i'm proud of the way you handled that wow that was really complex and i'm really proud you know i'm proud of the person you're becoming i'm glad to be with you right now you know and i think that that's uh that's part of part of at least certainly part of what this means. Yeah. What this means. Oh, yeah. I also hope we get a mansion because I would love <laughs> to swim in one of your six swimming pools. That's right. And, uh, right. I think that that's important. Any final words uh, for this passage? Again, pretty, pretty straightforward. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else in that you want to add?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Just what the text tells us. It's like, you know, we live in a performative culture, but you don't have to perform. God sees you. He knows you. He loves you. He doesn't love the, a glossy, you know, Instagram version of you. He loves you. Like the version of you that you're afraid uh, is going to get exposed. Like he loves that person. And uh, that's really freeing. And I think if we can comprehend that as reality, that the God of the universe loves me, like truly me in all of my mess, uh, then that, you know, longing and desire to perform, it'll at least start getting chiseled away. Little by little and we'll we'll start feeling more like ourselves. So
0: it reminds me of that moment in Exodus when I know this is gonna sound strange, but uh we got Shipra and Pua, who are the two Hebrew midwives who are named, right? Mm. And they're they defy Pharaoh's order for this genocide. Mm. And I find it interesting that God doesn't record Pharaoh's name. Yes. But he records Shipra and Pua's. That's right. You know, The God who sees records their name, and Pharaoh is a footnote.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Well, John Ortberg, our friend John Ortberg, he says, uh, you know, we name our sons Peter and our daughters Mary, and we name our dogs and pizza Caesar. Caesar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good point, too. Yeah, Yeah, yeah we name our dogs and pizza caesar Do, please don't please don't order little caesar's
1: sponsored by little caesar's the <laughs> no. afterword
0: oh man People uh-huh. are going to think that we were in favor of Little Caesar's pizza and that that could end us, Jay. <laughs> that's that's terrible. Uh,
1: we were both youth pastors, so oh, we've we had our fair share of Little Caesar's pizza. It's
0: unbelievably inexpensive <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> huh? So good. All right, Jay, well thanks for coming in. Thank Glad you. to have you back from vacation. And good next to be week back. we go right into the Lord's Prayer. Yes. which is going to be a multi-week journey Fun. through uh through that uh in, important historical. Yes prayer. Unbelievable. So lots to unpack there. Yes. So, all right. Well, thanks. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Just want to say thanks to J for stopping by. Join us next week as we jump into our next part of Matthew. Matthew season three, we're going to be delving into the Lord's prayer. It's going to be amazing. And we're going to go sentence by sentence. It's going to be incredible. So join us for that next week and we'll see you soon.